What the? Why are we up here? This cold is cold. Yeah. It's cold. It's the middle of the winter. You better be grateful it's not a fucking full moon either, dude. We know. We work around your moon phase schedule. We know the fucking moon phase. Jesus. Okay. Anyway, have you guys seen this? What is it? Okay, it's it's a pile of used up spray paint cans. I get it, dude. No, we know those are yours. Yeah, I'm talking about the other thing over there. Oh shit! That's that's a telescope, dude. Right? Where did you get that? This is not me. I did not do this. Is it coin operated, like at a state park? Because you cannot put a smashed penny in there. Who's Who's, who's peeping? Karani peeping? I don't, I don't know anything about this. I just know about the spray paint. I've been very upfront and honest with you. So uh, we, you but I, no, I sniff. Uh, Karani, obviously you're coming up here to ditch, or I'm, I'm assuming you're ditching. Are you doing the, the spray paint up here? So we at least know he's coming up here. So I do it. I stash him. What's the difference? Okay. Karan's peeping. Yep. Why? Well, I've, what you looking I at up here, dude? Don't stargazing. I mean, who you looking at? I'm looking at a uh, Ursa Major. I mean, <laughs> oh shit! Got it. Neil deGrasse Tyson here. How how often are you doing this? Hey, uh, sometimes I look in these apartment windows too. <laughs> there we go. There we go. It's not peeping. It's, that's illegal, dude. That's oh, it's a, it's a little crime. You seen anything cool? It, wait, sorry, is it illegal? There's, there's got to be a law. Dan just said that he doesn't know. Yeah, because if Every, these people are leaving their wind, like their drapes and shit open, mm-hmm. they're asking for it, right? They're asking for it, guys. You can get hemmed up on anything. Have I said anything creepier than that? (laughs) Yeah, you probably. There's been way worse. Okay. And then, Dan, how did you find the telescope? What were you doing up here? Oh, that's that's good. That's smart. (laughs) Nice. I knew you were going to ask this. Yeah. I'm fucking smart. Physical security check. Jerry put me in charge. Check the roof. Make sure it's secure. Make sure it's safe. Yeah. Guys, speaking of, uh, you can look right into Jerry's apartment window using this bad boy. That came out. It's coming. It's cleaning. It's coming clean. Do you think Jerry knows that you're peeking on him? You're not looking at ladies? Oh, Jerry's got ladies up there. (laughs) Hmm. Have you seen him naked? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I'm not talking about the ladies. I'm talking about Jerry. I've never seen him clothed. Yeah. You see him all the time naked. Put that dude. paint can yeah. down, dude. It's not even. We're uh, talking, all right? You can hit that when we leave. That's not even through the telescope I'm talking about. It's just you walk into that back office when he's in the store. Yeah. He read it in some alpha Jordan Peterson book about exuding alpha male, you know, pheromones and shit. And, Getting people to like bend to your whim. Wild at heart. 
It might have been Wild at Heart, actually. I haven't finished it yet. Yeah, you sent me a copy. I... Anyway. Which one be... are you... Hey, why don't you two take a look and see what Jerry's doing? I'm not. I don't need to see that. Fine, I will. Holy shit. Thank you. Jesus. Thank you. Ah, the lens cap's on. <laughs> Sorry. Dandy, Dandy, you see what I see? No. No. He's got a little black ring around his eye, dude. <laughs> oh, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, shit. I've been setting this one up for months. <laughs> Finally paid off. <laughs> oh, you dingus. You can't see anything. There's just a wall in front of us, dude. There's nothing there. I feel uh, full. Well, I hope uh, one of you guys got the key to get back in, right? Nah, does that thing lock? Oh, shit. I'm just jumping off. Fuck you guys. All right, Dan, let's both jump to, uh, I put a movie on before we left so we can all watch it through the glass. What is it? This week on Five Day Rentals, Body Double. Welcome back, everybody, to the Five Day Rentals Podcast. This is the video store podcast where each week we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun, non-genre-specific category. This round's category is Never Rub Another Man's Rhubarb. That is all erotic thrillers. All right, you didn't need me. Got through it. I, I wanted to be your double there, just in case. Your backup. I appreciate it. Go. Uh, was ready to go. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I am Kron. I will be hosting this week's episode. Joined as always by uh, two guys who could play each other in a high school play. Andre Dan and Bones. Hmm. Bound chicka wow wow. I still got uh, shoe polish. Mm-hmm. In my eye, yeah, I got you good, dude. Sexy pick, Eve. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking destroy you now. I hope you know. <laughs> I think this was a first time watch for both of you. <laughs> Fucked up. Yeah, first time watch. Oh yeah. Did you guys yeah. like what you saw? <laughs> Won't be the last, and I will not shave my pussy. That's good. A little uh peek behind the curtain we normally record on thursday nights but we are recording this week on a friday uh dan you did say you weren't feeling well but you also privately texted me and said couldn't make it to the end of the movie too sexy kept busting too early yeah i um yeah yeah so how did you get through it did you have to sit like in your bathtub full of ice like watching the rest on your phone. 
Because this movie um, gets hornier and hornier. So. Yeah, it was. Um, I went through some Kleenexes. Okay. Like, but I made it. That's powerful, bro. Yeah. You know, I'm still in my 30s. Come on. It was a Costco Palace. Had a reorder. But yeah, it's a. Uh, it's a sexy flick, and this category is probably only going to get sexier. It's hard to imagine. Yeah, he set topping, a high bar. Topping body double. You never know, Cron. Is sexy the right word? Should it just be pervy? Oh, it's no. definitely pervy. <laughs> There's some sexy stuff in here, though. Oh, I'm not saying. You can have sexy in pervy. Totally possible. But not all sexy is pervy. But is it? Definitely not all pervy is sexy. <laughs> True. Give me an example of pervy and give me an example of sexy. Uh, pervy, body double, sexy, Batman forever. Sexy. not sexy. There's a no. dance segment in the middle of it in Neon Town. Uh, there's nipples. There's Nicole Kidman. It's Jim Carrey wearing a onesie. I'll give it confusing. Well, then in the the Venn diagram of pervy, confusing, and sexy, body double and Batman forever intertwine. So you just want a Brian De Palma Batman movie. Is that what you're saying? No. Stay away. <laughs> Dear, stay away. Uh, yeah, does, the Batman doesn't show up until minute 74 of the movie. It's a split screen. That's just one character. The, you know, the. I'm sure the penguin doesn't show up until minute 90 of the new Batman. It's like 75. He's in the first 40 minutes. Easy. Because he meets him at the club. Like, he Penguin literally more. invites Batman into his fucking office. Like, Batman hands him photos. should have been more penguin Yeah. Because that's where he meets uh, Catwoman yeah. for the first time. You can't ask Batman questions and expect me to keep, like, entertaining on the pod. My brain's going gonna to shut down and I got to flip through the file cabinets in my brain. They should have given him those penguin hands from Returns. <laughs> Just the hands, though. Only makeup Feral refused. Big mistake. That would have been great in that driving scene where you just saw the little points of his fingers mm-hmm. over the steering wheel. Yeah. I think they should have gave the Batman the hot dog fingers from everything, everywhere, all at once. Speaking of hot dogs... This movie's got the biggest hot dog we've found yet. Oh, yeah. It's a hot dog movie. When you see it. Did anybody add it to the list? Yeah. Keep the hot dog list. He shoots it in a way. Hot dogs are already pretty fucking suggestive, but that, that tracking shot around that hot dog stand, he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Kron, did you get my hot dog video today? 
Did I get your hot dog video? The yeah, selfie it, of you beaten off? No, I sent Kron a, a hot dog uh, TikTok. You on TikTok? You didn't no, send me a hot dog TikTok? Yes, I did on Instagram. Oh, yeah, you sent me an Instagram. That's you a- sent him a hot dog TikTok on Instagram. It's a TikTok, wasn't it? Dan printed the web address and put it in an envelope and <laughs> mailed it to me. Go to the, yeah. Insert this address into your browser, which takes you to Instagram, which has a copy of a TikTok video. Mm-hmm. I'll put a link on the uh, episode uh, description. Yeah, I I watched it. I can't remember it right now off the top of my head, but <laughs> I, I saw it. It's a dude who put a hot dog in a guy's cup of milk. Yeah, and then he... Hysterical. Then he drank it. <laughs> That's pretty good. Way to paint a picture, Dan. <laughs> I mean, he did describe it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Guys, this is Never Rub Another Man's Rhubarb. Uh... I do want to warn the listener and the co-host, we will be talking about some pervy sexy stuff. If you're at all worried about getting a boner, just know that's not a problem you're going to have at your local Applebee's when you order five boneless wings for a dollar. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) You guys ready to get into this? Did you guys watch this? If you tell them you have a boner at Applebee's, they'll come out and and sing the boner song to you. Mm -hmm. What's the boner song? B-O-N-E-R, 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 and these are your free boneless wings. It's not very good, but they'll sing it to you. It's beautiful. Uh, My wife watched this movie. And? I think she was half and half on it. (laughs) (laughs) I Uh, said, what'd you think of the movie? And she went, yeah. (laughs) My wife came, uh, she walked through the door uh, at the end credits. I shit you not. Like the. That, that the final boob filling the frame. Yep. That was when my wife walked in the door. So, and I said, this is a Kron's pick. And she went, oh, okay. So. I mean, if they, a, they were in a shower. I've had a lot of movies lately where Francis walks into the room when the nudity is happening. <laughs> she started to ask me why I'm watching so many titty movies. <laughs> Is that, a, is that a real quote? That's what she says. She says, oh, you're watching another titty movie, huh? I'm, I'm going to write this down as a category. <laughs> We're doing it right now. I This isn't, I'm, but we can have comparable categories. It'd be season two anyway. <laughs> what was your response? I don't know. I'll say I'm an adult man. <laughs> Don't try to censor art, okay? Now go back in the house. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm in the garage for a reason. I got my 13-inch set up out here. <laughs> oh, I, I was imagining that you shot it up on a projector on your garage door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's got a record. Tis the season. Get the whole cul-de-sac together. Lighten up the neighborhood. What a dream. You call the cul-de-sac movie night and you play body double. Mm-hmm. Find out who the cool neighbors are. Uh, make sure you get the little ones up front so, they, <laughs> so their view isn't blocked. All right, guys. This is Body Double from 1984. Wait on a second. Oh, Hold shit. on a second. <clears throat> Why? I've got a boat. Who's trying to oh, clone body. the body? Who's trying to clone me? I thought no one. he was coming in from last week asking us about the best wrestler actor. Mm, that's a good point. None of us even best whispered. That, that's me. That's not even a question. I think we decided it was Dave Batista. Fuck Batista. I, I said Rowdy Piper. So. Rowdy. Not even alive anymore. Weak. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> shit. Weak. Did you go uh, piss on his grave to <laughs> celebrate that you outlived him? I pile-drived his wife right into <laughs> her. Right into his gravestone. <laughs> oh, shit. Cracked Damn. her skull. I'm coming in hot. Yeah. Who's trying to clone Jesse the body? No one. No one is... No one wants that. There's only one. Yeah, that that's too many. One is too many. One is just right. The Goldilocks. We wish it had been you instead of Rowdy. Hurtful. Yeah. <laughs> what a. What's your beef? What, why? I don't want to be cloned. <laughs> it's an invasion of my rights. You left a lot of- And you're talking about body double, another one of me? You don't think Vince McMahon had in your contract that he gets DNA samples? You never had a body double like when you did The Running Man or anything? No. Code of the Gladiators. That's a good point. You probably had a stunt double. No, that was early deepfakes, if you remember. Uh, I even heard it was a woman. That's fine. There's some beastly women out there. All right. I mean, would you even care? It's a new era and women can be big too. Would you even care if there was another of you? Don't you live in like a compound in Mexico? I'll say this. If there was another one of me, we'd be undefeated tag team champions. Sure. Okay. I think you would, your whole shtick wouldn't work though. You are Jesse the body. And there'd literally be two bodies. Well, maybe we'd work out something where he's the head and I'm the body. Or I literally think there was already a wrestler that had a whole head gimmick. He was called so, Bobby the Brain Heaton. Oh, I was thinking of Al Snow, who had that yeah. mannequin's head that he walked around with. And those were both inside jokes because they were fucking morons. Whoa. It's like calling a fat guy slim. All right. Here's what we're going to do. 
the body and the head are <laughs> tag teaming against Bobby the Brain and Al Snow. And we just settle it like that. But you'd have to clone me first. Yeah, we, <laughs> we've moved past that. We're going to clone you. No, that's why I'm here. No, we got this was the only connection I had. This is why I came in. All right, fine. We'll do it. Well, shut up the match. Don't you want to know if you can win? Rage in the cage. Is Al Snow even alive? Rage in the cage? (laughs) Is that raging like R A G I N? No. I'm not fighting the raging Cajun. That man, he's wild. He comes in on a fan boat. All right. Now it's a three-way wrestling match. Damn it. Tag team title. Well, then you'll have to clone. Make sure you clone me. You can't do copy of a copy. We're going to do the raging Cajun and Bayou Bill. That'll be the other tag team. Oh, it's a three-way tag team. Yeah. Not th- not triplets. 2v2v2. 2v2v, not 3v3. 3. No. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesse, uh, thanks for stopping by. <laughs> Always a blast. All right, I'll go out the hole that I made on the way in. We're trying to okay. get started here, so. I'm eco-conscious. And stay out. Like, don't come back in. Deleted. I'm looking Hit forward the to the shoe DX. polish is fucking impossible to get out. I'm looking forward to the Rage and Cage PPV. <laughs> what a matchup that would be. Mm-hmm. Rage in a Cage. All right, guys. This is Body Double from 1984, directed by Brian De Palma, the one and only. Uh, guys, did this... I mean, you've seen some De Palma movies at this point. Did this fill in any gaps for you? (laughs) Makes the gap wider. Yeah, I've always heard that he was pervy. And like I said, this was a first watch for me. So I was like, I guess. But then I watched Body Double and I was like, oh, yeah. So that kind of confirmed like the perviness, I guess. Maybe I didn't want it to be true, but it is. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's got some hang-ups. <laughs> I mean, from what I've watched of the filmography, this was this was definitely the most pervy so far. I don't. All right. I don't Go mind. Ahead. I don't mind the perviness. No, it wasn't bad. It's, I'm just it's, saying. It's you've always heard that about yeah, the Palmer. It's. I, I think just structure is maybe the thing that just seems so odd. I don't know. Like, and well, it, is the perviness amplified by how off the structure is, or is the structure seen weirder because of how pervy it is? You know, like. Well, let's just say you thought it was weird to put a music video at minute 80 of the movie. (laughs) You thought that was an odd choice. That No, I like that part. 
I guess I. All right, guys, we open up on what has to be, I think, no matter what we say about this movie, this opens up on probably the coolest Columbia logo of all time. It's like a weird Technicolor neon kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Looks badass. We open on a shot of a graveyard. Some very spooky credits come up. Mm. Got a bunch of wolf howls going. Uh, We pan down. We see a coffin. Inside is a vampire. He suddenly snaps too. But he's kind of frozen. We hear action, Jake. Jake? Come on, action. What's wrong? Uh, This guy, Jake, he's kind of freaked out. He can't do it. He can't move. Can't do anything. They kind of drag him out of there. Suddenly, a fire breaks out on set. Director's like, all right, well, this day's fucked. Put Uh, some water on it. (laughs) (laughs) Put some goddamn water on it. It's the guy from uh, NYPD Blue, right? Dennis Franz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Die Hard 2. He's also worked five other times with Brian De Palma. Mm-hmm. And he's doing De Palma here, right? With the <laughs> army jacket. Much. and Yeah, he's got kind of a safari jacket thing going yeah. on. Looks pretty sweet. Uh, but this, this day's all fucked up. Jake's bugged out. Set's catching on fire. Uh, the director, he just says... All right, man, take the rest of the day off, get some rest, uh, go home and shower and, you know, try to relax a little bit. So Jake leaves the set. He's killing the day at this point. He goes over to a giant hot dog stand. Dan, how long did it take you to connect that this was the same guy? What do you mean, the guy leaving? Yeah, like the guy in the... Vampire makeup was then our main character when he came out of the studio. It might have been later on. It it took me an uncomfortable amount of time. Who else would it be? I I don't know, but he... He just looks completely different. Yeah, and then there's another part in the movie where I'm like, is that fucking him still? It took me a little bit. It was. I think it was further than the hot dog part. Because he was said, oh, I'm working on a vampire's kiss or whatever. I think whenever he was doing the other audition. audition yeah. I was like, oh, okay. All right, I good. got you, though. I, I get what you're saying. All right. So it is Jake. It is the guy who played the vampire. Thank you for, for confirming. The listener and for you guys. Still seem confused. Uh, but they are one I'm in the same. I'm a virgin, man. You got to walk me through these. Uh, he's loading up on some hot dogs. He does say put onions on everything. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because he's going home to bang his wife, right? Now, I don't know about you, but when, when me and my wife go to a place and get sandwiches, we do actually have to ask each other, are you getting onions? Because you don't want one person to get onions and the other person to not. Speak for no yourself, matter. dude. Oh. It's always going to be me getting onions because the other, the lady's not getting onions. I look over the counter and I say, hey, flip one of those raw onions over here. <laughs> yeah. I just open my mouth and 
Give me the blooming onion, but don't deep fry it. Mm -hmm. Do you ever put like an onion ring in your mouth and like use your tongue and like tie it? (laughs) That's like a very that's pervy. Yeah, I feel like feel like this is an episode to ask those questions, right? Like, and speaking of uh, blooming onions, you can get a five dollar coupon off this holiday season at Outback Steakhouse. He's come around, Cron. Wow. We did well, it. He doesn't like Applebee's, it seems like, but hey, he's I, cool I, with I, I would not be surprised if they have the same corporate owner. I'll look <laughs> into that later. But he's on <laughs> the advertising true. train. Hell yeah, we've, yeah. We really found ourselves in a left, left Twix, right Twix battle here. <laughs> Uh, okay, so he's got these hot dogs. We cut over to Jake driving home. Uh, I love this shot. It looks so fake of him mm-hmm. driving. Uh, and that Pino Donaggio score kicks in, and it it feels like a soap opera. I mean, there's no other way to, like, I think it's something that happens a few times in this movie. Yes, but I will agree. This is kind of the first one where it's really... Just like a crazy fake scene. Um, That's a raising cane has some of them too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jake gets home early. As he enters his house, he can hear his wife in another room somewhere. I don't know what Jake thinks he's hearing. Yeah, what else could she be doing? (laughs) Yeah, maybe she's watching a titty movie. I don't know. Hey. Yeah, that's why she's running in so fast. Maybe he thinks he's catching her alone, and that excites him. Giving Could her benefit be. of the doubt, I don't know. But I don't know, man. I mean, it it sounds like one thing. So. I'm going to say that this dog is used to that. This lady is slut. Because that dog was just sleeping. Jake kind of rounds a corner. He's grinning ear to ear. Artie has his... uh. Sex smile on his face. (laughs) He opens the bedroom door, and what does he see? Of course, it's his wife banging another dude. Castle Uh, Freak Zone. Yeah, I was going to say, Dan, did you recognize this woman? Yes, I did. It is the one and only Barbara Crampton. Looking beautiful, I got to (laughs) say. All right, Jake leaves. He's out of there. Fuck this. He goes down to the bar. Orders a Jack Daniels neat. This bartender's like, hey, you quit drinking. Don't you remember? Jake's like, shut up and make the drink. Jake starts throwing them back. He's like, again, another. And eventually the guy's just like, pour your own damn glass. See another instance of being rude to your bartender. Yeah, but I think. Right? Is the bartender out of line here? His job is to serve the drinks. Responsibly. He's He's not drunk. He's not shit-faced. Yeah. No, but if a guy that you know has potentially an alcohol problem and quit drinking for a reason comes in, I think you have a responsibility to maybe be the last voice. sponsor or anything. I agree with, with our main character here. Keep the drinks coming, bartender. Shut up. Now, you don't go in there rudely saying, get me a old-fashioned or Manhattan. Yeah, you, you don't say, can I get a Manhattan here? You, <laughs> that That's a shitty thing to politely. do. 
Mm-hmm. I think what the bartender does rudely is expect uh, Jake to sleep on a armchair. Yeah, we do cut over to Jake. He's at the Hollywood Tower, which is looks kind of just like a shitty motel or something. I think it's uh, a pretty famous L.A. hotel. I think the uh, there's a, Di- a Disney ride maybe based off of it. I think the the haunted mansion or something. Haunted yeah. drop. The maybe. tower drop. Could be, yeah. Why? Why don't they just do it at the hotel and <laughs> just then you what, just drop people the off the top? Yeah. Or just put the ride in there. Well, that's at where else hotel. are bartenders supposed to live? It's true. You're kicking a lot of people out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake's crashing on this guy's. Uh, it is like an armchair or like one of those just two seat couches. It looks tiny. Yeah, it's not even a love seat. Mm-hmm. Just sleep on the floor at that point. Yeah. Beggars can't be choosers, guys. Come on. Uh, Jake can't sleep. He kind of gets up, just stares out the window for a while. We cut over to Jake having his morning coffee. He's looking for uh, any possible leads on a job. And he circles uh, an ad for the New Orleans Shakespeare Festival. What is this guy, Wendy Croy? Just fucking circling classifieds? Oh, I know I didn't hear somebody mention New Orleans. That he did, Canadian Grand. Oh, Canada. <laughs> Our Cajun Grand. Jeez, sorry. That's a Mark Twain away from <laughs> Louisiana. <laughs> sorry, sir. Oh, you should be. We got just so many crons. It's it's crazy around here. Do you know the Raging Cajun? <laughs> oh, one of the finest wrestlers that's ever. <laughs> Come out these parts. Okay, is he still alive? Because I think he's been signed up for a uh, 2v2v. 2v2? 2v2v2. Jesus. Oh, he's dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> but we've cloned him. Oh, shit. He made a body double of him, huh? Mm-hmm. Is he better, faster, stronger? He's a... Uh... He's got his own set of pr- he, he leaks a goo. <laughs> I might give him an advantage in the match. You put some of that goo in your gumbo and... Well, you're made in the shade. Cajun Crown, what have you been up to these days? Well, I've been watching the New Orleans Shakespeare. Oh, you're a Shakespeare guy, huh? Mm-hmm. What's your favorite? Oh, they did a Romeo and Juliet, uh... It was, uh, Juliet was played by Marie Laveau, the princess of Voodoo. And the part of Romeo was played by, uh, King Chubb, one of the biggest alligators we ever found in the bayou. I bet that was amazing. Oh, it was beautiful. They had the guns in the play and everything. Shit gets weird down there, huh? It was a performance of Baz Luhrmann's... R plus J. Romeo and Juliet. I see I'm the only learned one in the room tonight. 
It's probably on some lists on the. For the I'll show, be honest. So. I'm still wondering what prompted you. I don't know. Did Dan say New Orleans? Oh, no, he circled New Orleans. Regular Kron mentioned oh, okay. it. New Orleans in the was movie. circled. Oh, so a Kron summoned another Kron. That's great. Holy shit. We got <laughs> this is some multiverse shit then. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Speaking yeah. of, I, I got to get out of here before we start incepting one another, <laughs> me and the other Krons. So I'm a, I'll just say uh, etouffee bones, etouffee Dan. Etouffee there, Cajun Kron. Etouffee, sir. All right, guys. Well, Jake's cool. star-studded night here. Mm-hmm. Getting all the big guests in. Mm-hmm. This is a prestige director, so mm-hmm. people know. Jake runs into one of his buddies at a casting call. Uh, Jake mentions that he's looking for a place to sublet immediately. Jake goes in for his audition and mentions that he's working on a low-budget horror movie called Vampire's Kiss. Now, I guess it didn't work out, and he does get replaced by Nick Cage, right? That's the timeline? Yep. We cut over to Jake at an actor's workshop. He starts telling a story about playing a game called Sardine when he was a boy. Uh, He was playing with his brothers, and he was the Sardine, and he wedged himself behind a freezer in the basement. He jammed himself back there so well that he couldn't move, and he was scared that nobody would find him. Uh, this it, it seems like one of those typical you know, acting coach things where they're just, the guy's like, all right, use it. <laughs> like, reach into that. Uh, eventually, Jake says he's worried that he's going to have to cry out, and he, they'll think he's a big baby. He keeps saying this. Uh, the acting coach, he is kind of like, all right, you're a baby. Let's go. Act. But Jake, he's frozen up again. He can't do anything. Can't move. Can't scream. Uh, he kind of starts to break down. He's crying. This guy who he saw earlier named Sam, he kind of stands up and he's like, hey, quit fucking with this guy, man. Uh, and then he's like, come on, Jake, let's get out of here. These two go down to a bar. They talk about all their women troubles. Sam mentions that he's separated. Jake's like, yeah, me too, as of yesterday. Caught her in bed with another man. Jake says he keeps seeing it over and over. His wife was glowing. (laughs) Sam makes a joke that (laughs) he's been, uh, you know, banging chicks for years now, and he's never even gotten a glimmer. Did you guys notice that, that Jake is like a very handsy actor, like... While he's sitting there next to Sam, I think he touches Sam's arm like a dozen times. Like he's one of those like, like, hey, we're laughing and palling around. Let me touch you on the shoulder, touch you on the arm. It's got to make him feel I, comfortable. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't like that. Matter of fact, I don't even like sitting right next to somebody at a bar. Like, let's put a stool between us, you know, sit 45 rather. Yeah, I'll take no, up space. I'll manspread. I, I don't give a shit. Uh, Bones is like, I, you know, I bought a whole row of seats at the Louis Vuitton Theater so I can have a little bit of room. Eat my caviar popcorn without nobody around. 
I, I'll admit, I'm usually at the bar by myself, so it's weird to. Well, you do Why go have at somebody. A, you go at 11 a.m. So that's those boneless wings at Applebee's. That's they <laughs> just make them. They're fresh, baby. That's the beauty of Applebee's. Mm-hmm. It's a bar, but it's disguised as a neighborhood restaurant. Yeah. Whereas Outback, it's disguised as this like Australian, like, uh, uh, touristy attraction. It's like gonna, you know, it like it, it engross you in this like otherworldly environment, and then you get there, and then you're just underwhelmed. That you all go, you could get shit. I could have gone to Applebee's. All right, Sam says, where are you guys, where are you staying? I'm going to eat kangaroo tonight, Dad. Do they have that there? The yeah, chron- but it's, chron- sh- it's never chicken. been to an Applebee's or a Outback Steakhouse? You've never been to an Outback? I've probably been there like once. How often are you guys hitting the Outback? Uh, well, it's been, it's been some time for me. Uh, I don't go very often. I remember one time when I was a kid, I think we went to like Silver Dollar City and there was a guy who he was like, I got you all said, these. You said that like we had to believe you. Like I was a kid. Like we would have <laughs> argued that that you came out as a teenager. I'm not a clone that just. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds a little. Spawned. It sounds a little clony. This guy had all these. uh you know, all these, uh, like, beef jerkies, but they were supposed to be all different kinds of animals. And I look back on that, and I'm like, that was just two things. Like, there was beef and chicken, and he would just say, this is alligator meat. They still have that. It's like a little store, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think they still have it there. He's still down there uh, fleecing people like that. Got like alligator and snake and shit like that. Mm-hmm. It's bullshit. What, which one did you get, Cron? I think I got kangaroo and alligator. <laughs> you got two? Yeah. Alright. And you were thinking and? like this gonna make me jump high? And maybe I got like, like a kid beef brain just just for like a baseline. Okay. Let me have something to compare to. Just in case these two suck. Mm-hmm. I did jump super high though. Okay. After That's I good. ate that kangaroo meat. <laughs> uh, all right. So. Sam's got a place that Jake can stay at. Um, he's going to let him sublet. We cut over to these guys at this crazy house that's called the Chemosphere. It's a real house. Kind of looks like a UFO or something. It's like a circular kind of building. Mm-hmm. The Henry Sam- Ford Museum in Detroit, they have like this old house that was like a concept thing that this guy was trying to design in the 60s. I don't know if it was the same guy, but it was like where the house was round shape like that and the idea being that it would be more efficient to produce but they're not 
They never people, caught on. People like corners because you have nowhere to discipline your children in a roundhouse. Unless you give them a roundhouse. I mean, <laughs> that is discipline. All right, Van Dam. Dolph. Seems kind of like, all right, dude, all you got to do. I said Van Dam because he's tall, like shorter. So he'd be like more, he could like connect with the kid. Dolph would just go right over the kid's head. Feel like an idiot. Same says all you got to do is just water these plants. Uh, Can you take care of that? Jake's like, yeah, I got it. Sam's about to pack up and head out, but he's like, oh, you know what? I could stay for one more drink and catch the late flight. (laughs) I mean. Different time, Dance. huh? Yep. <laughs> uh, Sam looks down at his watch and he's like, oh, dude, I haven't even shown you the best feature of this house. He takes him over to a telescope. Sam starts looking in and he goes, there she is. Showtime. Uh, Jake, meet my favorite neighbor. Jake starts checking this shit out. It's a super hot lady. What's she doing over there? Exclaims Jake. Uh, Does she do this a lot? Sam's like, like clockwork, dude, every single night. We see this lady. She's dancing around topless. Uh, We really linger on this scene. It's pretty leering. Jake has about eight reactions like they insert so many like eyes off looking around like I don't know it's like Sam's with you Sam's the one who told you about it like he's not judging you he's all for it enjoy it keep your eye on the ball buddy uh this lady's not done she starts bending over she gets into bed and masturbates Cool. Sam says, well, what do you think? Did you look at her face? No. (laughs) No, you perv. (laughs) Sam's like, too bad. That humanizes her, you idiot. (laughs) Sam says, that's too bad, man. She's gorgeous. Sam leaves. Jake gets into the futuristic bed and starts watching music videos. But he's still a little bit curious. He goes back over to the telescope. Uh, the lady next door is sleeping, but now there's a guy in the room. And he's uh, dicking around with the safe in the corner. The lady wakes up. There's clearly an argument. And the guy shoves her down and I think backhands her at one point. Jake kind of looks down below. He sees this guy leave the house. Cut over to the next day. Jake calls his manager and learns that he's been fired from the job. Obviously, he does Nick Cage. Jake goes down to set. He starts arguing with the director, uh, breaks up the scene that they're shooting, and basically just gets kicked out for his troubles. Cut over to Jake back at home. He's watering the hell out of those plants. He's doing his job. He's misting. With anger. Mm-hmm. The plants really respond to that. Uh, Sam kind of calls him and he's like, hey, man, it's, it's about that time. <laughs> uh, so Jake hops off the phone. 
and goes over to the telescope. He starts watching the show again, but he can also notice that there's a guy <laughs> welding a satellite dish to a roof. At eight, nine o'clock at night? Mm-hmm. And she uh, can't see it? No. I don't think she cares, dude. It's like eight feet from the window. Uh, We'll be calling this guy the Indian because that's what the movie calls him. So not to be offensive, but that is like the title given to the character. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right. So the Indian is watching. He's just kind of peering at this lady. Uh, Jake gets a good look at this guy's face. It's pretty rough looking. Very disgusting looking man. Mm Mm-hmm. We cut back over to Jake. He's picked up some groceries at the local farmer's market. And that fresh produce. And that baguette. Mm -hmm. Gotta have the baguette. Gotta have it. You guys get the baguette at the farmer's market? Every time. Yeah. I don't even eat it. I throw it away as soon as I get home, but. I just get your typical farmer's market bag when I walk in. I'm just like, yep. Thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, like they got one all packed up for you already? Mm-hmm. All Pretty standardized, go. yeah. It's got a few celeries in there just so that flourishes off to kind of balance out the baguette sticking out of the bag. Like six tomatoes, some celery, like one Apples. thing. You don't even know what it is. A dozen eggs still covered in shit. Mm-hmm. A few apples rolling around the bottom. Maybe some plums. No egg carton, though, so... <laughs> Be careful. And a soy candle. Hand poured. And raw honey. As opposed to cooked honey? Raw organic local honey. (laughs) Yeah, what what makes it raw? They've not cut it with anything. It's dirty. It's a pervy honey. What that perv honey? Jake's driving home, but he sees his hot ass neighbor leaving her place. He also kind of looks over. He can see that the Indian is also watching. So they clear. These guys are working. Yeah, there's a landscape crew. <laughs> they clear the way. She leaves. And then all of a sudden, it's blocked again. I'm like, what? They already cleared it. Well, they cleared it for her. This piece of shit can wait. (laughs) There's nothing left. Uh, This lady does leave. She is followed by the Indian. And then Jake's like, oh shit, I guess I got to follow them both. So he rolls out too. And he's still very polite having waited five minutes. Like, can you move, please? I'd like to get by. Like, at at five minutes, bro. Just go. Blast that fucking horn. (laughs) So all three of our characters are now at this big kind of outdoor shopping center. Uh, The hot lady, she goes over to the pay phone. She's setting up a meeting with someone. Jake's on a phone behind her, just not even speaking at this point, so (laughs) looks pretty suspect. Uh, But around the corner, 
we can also see that the Indian is also there. We got kind of a sweet one shot that kind of tracks behind everybody. Uh, Jake is tailing the lady. He's keeping an eye out for the Indian. And we see the Indian coming up the escalator. This lady's going about her business. Lots of window shopping. Uh, she goes into a store and presumably picks out a new pair of underwear to try on. I don't think they let you do that. That's <laughs> just to say. The 80s were a little different. Jake's milling around outside. He's watching. Um, so Gloria is the name of the hot neighbor. She goes into a dressing room and leaves the curtain open. <laughs> Good. Yes, which is by the front window of the shop. Mm-hmm. She's got it about a third the way open, I think. Mm-hmm. Did you recognize the shop owner or like the sales lady? Isn't she in Ghostbusters? Yeah, she's fucking Gozer in yeah. the first Ghostbusters. Yeah. That was the only thing I looked up. It's like, <laughs> God damn, that looks like fucking Gozer. Uh, so the lady who works at the store, she does kind of notice Jake is outside. <laughs> Watching Gloria. This would be an all-day issue. Yeah. Right? So you'd think it'd be like a selling point of the store. Mm-hmm. Like Cold so, Stone, how people fucking sit out there and watch them mix the ice cream and shit. Like it's... Yeah, sell tickets. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> uh, this lady does call security on Jake. Gloria tries on her underwear, um, doesn't close the curtain, and they also look way too big for her, I'm just <laughs> going to say. Well, I think she was putting them on over her other underwear, right? That's not how – I wouldn't so buy maybe, underwear like that. I know, but maybe they size up and they go, all right, for the purposes of testing. So if you're a medium on this, you'll be a small in real life. Yeah. It's like one time I went to go buy running shoes in the winter and I had my thick wool socks on with my boots, you know, and I put on some 14s and I was like, these are a little tight. And I thought about it and I was like, well, I do have these thick socks on and that's not what I would run in. So I'll be okay. Were you? Yeah. Were they super loose with your regular no, socks? No, because I wear those those thin and gingy runners, so they're good. As long as I get that toe splay, I'm okay. Brewster's million over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, custom socks. Because I Each wear toe they're not. Has to have that's what sock. wears. Custom socks. They're not custom socks. Anybody can buy these. Anybody with enough cash, huh? Okay. Yeah, I'll. I'll leave a link in the description. Some uh, they're great fucking score work here. They're game though, changing. Cron. They're game changing socks. They will change your life. Okay, we get it. Your pinky toes will thank you. Don't have any. Yeah, because you rubbed them raw. Got rid of them, dude. <laughs> they were getting in the way. Trimmed them like a pit bull. That'll be the first thing to go in evolution, right? The, the pinky, pinky toe? toe? Yeah. You need the pinky toe. 
for what? What do you need balance? It for? Nope. You need the big toe. You need the pinky toe. You can yeah, lose you, the three you need in the, the middle. The big toe. You need the pinky toe. Let's test it. Dan, take yeah. your middle three toes off. I'm not taking it. You know who would be great to have this argument with? Foot. Feet. Talking about feet. Feet. You know. Foot. Hey, Foot. guys. <laughs> there. Jesus, oh, man. There he is. I forgot been, the sequence. It's been a long time, huh? Figured you got arrested. Too long. Or too long. I did. I got arrested. <laughs> oh shit! For what? <sighs> All that shit I was doing to pay less. <laughs> you guys should have stopped me. <laughs> we tried to tell you. You I, put the dressing rooms up front, in by the window, and then I asked, "Why do you have dressing rooms in a pay less? People are putting on shoes." People were going to find those cameras at some point. You bought one of the tickets, though. I, well, it was investigatory. I'm trying to look out for you. I anyway, went there like yeah. like Malcolm went to Jurassic Park. I don't I don't agree with this. I'm here to confirm my suspicions. Anyway, how was how was prison? It was tough. It was uh, lots of. It was okay, actually. I'm not going <laughs> to... It was fine. I got along well with everyone. Mm-hmm. Did they take I, your shoes on the first day? I gave them away. <laughs> now, how did, became, you, how did you feel about just having those slip-ons? Like everybody just... They, just that quick release access. It was equality for everyone. <laughs> we all had the same... Did you like it, the color? Or? It's a perfect society, to be Damn, honest dude, with you. Damn, dude, you sounded pretty fucking socialist now. Like I kind of became, I kind of became like a messiah down there. <laughs> I mean, feet all over the place there, yeah. man. Leave your shoes behind, I would say. Now, what I'm hoping is that you don't. Now that you're back in the real world, mm-hmm. that you don't long for that prison life and the power that you felt there I feel like you're gonna just open yourself up for a na- another nasty litigation you know you're gonna end up back in jail a little repeat yeah a little repeat stay yeah yeah why not you shouldn't treat it like a vacation man Nate's like, got nothing to lose <laughs> they already took the pay less Nate hands um <clears throat> we were in the middle of an argument here about Pinky toes and and big toes and and balance and which one would you get rid of? Yeah. Which ones do you need? Dan Dan was very adamant that that the pinky toe is required for stabilization, and Kron said the pinky toe would be the first thing to go in evolution. Now I feel like you hearing that that's got to put a chill down your spine, right? Yeah, it's pretty scary stuff. Uh, I wear toe socks, so. Oh, me too. Jeez. Me too. Yeah, those the Nevis are Nevis. I wear in Gingies, but Oh, me too. Okay. Nevis is like a knockoff. That's fine. See, the Gingies are already so affordable that I would hate for people to to go for a knockoff. They're really fine. they're custom made. So Oh, you have custom <laughs> ones. Okay. All right. Anyway, uh 
Well, I don't know what would happen then because you'd just have to, I guess, wad up some just a cotton ball in there or something to fill out the. So I hope we don't. Hope we don't evolve that way. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you hope that the foot gets bigger with evolution? I mean, I, mean, I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, people are so sedentary now. What's the use of the foot? We get a wall situation and people are just rolling around in, in chairs. I just. Feet are I coming was, off, buddy. I don't even want to think about it, to be clear. Hey, Losing how up. much? How much money do you spend a month on Foot Finder? Me? Yeah, it's my site, dum dum. <laughs> and you got a lot more money than what you're saying, Nate. I'm so glad you got rid of the in front of the Foot Finder. Foot Finder is so much cleaner. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm glad that you learned something from the social network. That's what I told the old. Uh, Foot of the office. That's what we call the CEO. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I got a lot of got a lot of, got a lot of money, Dan. <laughs> Squirreled some away from old Uncle Sam when I went to prison. Don't say that on here. Or what? Another <laughs> yeah. I guess you got nothing to lose. Yeah. Guy wants to get locked back up, I guess. You guys should go. Take a break. Oh no! I'll kill Un- myself. Unwind. I think I'd work out for. Me. I will. Uh, I'm never going back. The two of you couldn't make it in there. <laughs> I will suicide by cop on an airstrip, buddy. I'm telling you, I'm never going back. You're both pretty weak. <laughs> Damn, Nate. <clears throat> We're just different. That's all. Well, Nate, your your contract is almost up for uh, for the show, so we will decide if we're going to bring you back for season two or not. Uh, but we do appreciate it'd be hard if he's locked up. By. So, yeah, I'll, man. Uh, anytime you need me, you just say the sequence of words. <laughs> okay, I should, I should foot, write that down. Foot, feet, foot, foot, toe, foot, feet. <laughs> <laughs> How many times do we have to say that? Well, you just got to say it once, but you got to get it right. <laughs> feet, foot, feet, foot, foot, toe, foot, feet. feet. You're fucking it up. <laughs> <laughs> Nate Hands, thanks for uh, thanks, stopping buddy. by. You got it. Kisses. <laughs> there you go. All right, guys. <laughs> Where are we in this thing? Jake's outside watching all this uh, underwear try-on segment. Gloria makes her purchase. Jake gets confronted by security, and he's able to kind of clock the Indian looking outside the opposite window. So, windows on both sides, store in the middle. How many dressing rooms are on that side? <laughs> Looks like none. That's the... <laughs> those are the cheap seats, dude. <laughs> the nosebleeds. Security guard's kind of like, can I help you out, dude? He's well, like, no. It, they call it nosebleeds because people are smashing their faces <laughs> into the glass trying to look at the dressing room on the other side. <laughs> Jake kind of walks away from security. Uh, I don't know. Just tell him you're one of the good perverts. and you know, <laughs> I'm a good perv. Yeah. I'm not like the other guy. The good perv. I think that's a CBS drama. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jake eventually loses Gloria 
but he is able to kind of see the Indian is coming up. He's in hot pursuit. Is there a single angle of this mall that De Palma didn't shoot for this sequence? I don't think so. The bathrooms, he's not allowed to do that. Okay. There Mm -hmm. are conservatively 150 different shots of this interior. They all look good. It's incredible. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of reminds me of Untouchables in a way. Uh, Same director, actually. Oh, shit. With the railroad station and all that shit. Mm -hmm. Because it was reminding me of Carlito's Way. Oh, what my Puerto Rican ass even doing here? Oh, man. Oh. Oh. All right, Jake sees Gloria on the elevator. Uh, He catches up. He gets into the elevator. He's about to say something to her, but then a shitload of people get onto the elevator as well. So now he's all locked up. He's got claustrophobia, if you can't tell from what I've been describing. (laughs) Elevator goes down a floor. Doors open. The music keys up when those people get on the elevator and it pushes him back next to Gloria. uh, Like he was going to fucking die. Like he, like he was at gunpoint. It, it is fucking insane. Like the intensity of that. Yeah. I think there's like a big horn and like a cymbal crash. Yeah. (laughs) Pino man. Uh, elevator doors open again, and who could it be but the Indian? He kind of looks at Jake, smiles at him, doesn't get on the elevator, doors close. Down at the bottom, everybody's getting off the elevator at the valet station. Uh, Gloria, she gets out and she, you know, says, I need my car. But she also drops her bag of, I think, her, like the underwear she had on before. Was it? Hey, can't be having two pairs of underwear on you at one time. Yeah, I thought she like so wore she... the new ones out of the store and threw away her old ones. She did. I wasn't he watching took the that old intensely. Ones. Okay. Because <laughs> that's what gets him in trouble with the, uh, the detective later on. Hard to keep it clear when all the blood's rushing out of your head, huh, Bones? <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh travel tip for you guys if you ever check your bag on an airplane right which mm-hmm. pray to pray you never have to right but if you ever do have to check your bag wear two pairs of underwear why because you might end up in vegas with no bag it's two more than i normally wear dude oh okay never mind They don't sell underwear in Las Vegas? You can, but when you're supposed to get on a plane to go to Portland at 4 a.m. the next day, you don't really have time to shop. I ended up washing my undies like Jack Reacher in a hotel sink. Now that's the only way you do it. Oh, you can't go back, dude. Look at all the, the underwear custom hanging undies. on the line in that room where he's at. When you were doing that, did you start uh, having a... Film noir monologue in your head. Yeah. 
That's good. I thought about <laughs> frying up a beef steak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Going down to the horse track. Mm-hmm. Yep. Plotting uh, my next move. If you wear two pairs day of, isn't the second pair still dirty? I mean, no. they've touched you your actually, body. You get four days worth of underwear there because you've got the first pair. You can then turn that second or that first pair inside out. Then you put on the, you you know, you change them out and then you can flip that second pair inside out. So that's four different days of underwear. How do you keep track of which which one's which? Uh, like write a one on well, one and you've write got the, the leopard the print and then you've oh, got okay. the cheetah print. What if they're both what if you just wear regular whitey tidies? Then you're not checking your bags. You're renting a fucking minivan and driving. You fucking Mormon. Nope. <laughs> no bags. Got my toothbrush in my pocket. All right, Jake goes over. He picks these this pair of underwear up out of the trash. Uh, this lady, she goes over to the beach. You think Jake, he had a scene where he sniffed him? He got in character. It's in the bloops and goofs <laughs> at the end of the movie. <laughs> he rushes these valets, too. Like, he's so patient with those landscapers. He's but then these, these valets, up. he's like, I, now... Fucking now. Mm -hmm. I need my shitty car. I thought his car was pretty cool for a struggling actor. What does he even have? Because she has like the cream Mercedes. Yeah. Which looks pretty sweet. Like a sky blue convertible. Oh, yeah. I seen it on research, but I didn't write it down. The Indian's got a Gen 2 Bronco. Which looks pretty sweet. Fuck yeah. Uh, Gloria goes down to the beach. Jake again follows her there. She walks down to a little... It's kind of like a... Like a staggered set of condos or something. Yeah, it's a it's a cool building and a cool, cool shot. Uh, so she kind of stops over at these condos. Jake walks down onto the actual beach... <clears throat> Luckily, he can see the neighbors right above her, like, leave with all their bags. So he's like, oh, shit, I'll uh, go up there. It's a 1967 Chevrolet Camaro RS convertible. Damn. Hmm. Guess those uh, Shakespeare performances are paying off. Uh, so he does see these neighbors leave. He goes up to the floor above Gloria so he can kind of look down, keep an eye on her. She's on the phone. Gloria uh, has no peripheral vision. No. Right? No. I, I, She's got those big sunglasses on. Okay. They apparently blot out the sun from... <laughs> Existence. <laughs> uh, Jake's watching her. She's on the phone. She's kind of like, what do you mean you're not going to be here? Like, 
So I guess whoever she was meeting has, you know, blown her off at this point. Do you think she's having an affair? I mean, is that kind of what is implied by this? I kind of wanted to ask you that because it it makes the the following scene odd. Um, I guess we'll I'll broach that when we get there. But I took it as such because when she's on the payphone at the mall, she says, "Please, he hit me again. I need you." Mm-hmm. Right. And if it's just a friend, it seems odd that she was going to wear something sexy for the friend. Right. Oh, she so, lingerie. Mm-hmm. yeah, the fact that she buys the lingerie seems to imply that this is like a, I don't know, a casual hookup at least, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, she hangs up the phone. She walks down onto the beach. Jake follows. But wouldn't you know it, There's a the Indian is also running down like an opposite set of stairs that lead down to the beach. Mm-hmm. Jake has no option but to go down, talk to Gloria. He says, hey, someone's following you. She turns around and she's like, I know. <laughs> it's you, you weirdo. Uh, but again. No, I'm a good perv. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jake doesn't have enough time to CBS explain CBS Thursdays. Yeah, he's he's one of the good perverts in society. Uh, the Indian runs over, steals Gloria's purse, and Jake She starts- hands him that purse. She, she holds that out in the most inviting, I hope an Indian runs by and takes this. <laughs> I don't think they could have kept up this chase for that long, these two. You can tell the actors are struggling. At De Palma made them like they're like you motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> if there's one place to not do uh, a fucking oneer, man, can we not do it on on the beach? This run is as the, fast as you can through the sand. Yeah, this is the twenty second time we've had to run through wet sand. Please. Maybe Gloria is just like, well, I hate my husband. I just got blown off. I'll let one of the two pervert creeps be my new boyfriend, mm-hmm. whoever's fastest. <laughs> Tryouts. Uh, the Indian does grab the purse. Jake chases. They both run into a tunnel. But suddenly Jake's overcome again by a panic attack. Now, this one... I get the crowded elevator, but there's a lot of room in this tunnel. I mean, it doesn't present itself as like that claustrophobic of a situation. Yeah, but it's in his head. You know. I guess, but isn't it all triggered by like, I can't move? You're in a huge fucking tunnel. You got places to go. Well, Kron, actually, it's all triggered from whenever he was a child and he hid. Yeah, he was, he was playing sardines. sardines. Thank you, Dan. This is, and they didn't this want is to, your movie. He didn't want to be a baby. That's true. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, we learned uh, that earlier in the movie. Yeah, where were you? The Indian uh, flips the purse over. He empties it. He starts rummaging around. He takes something out of there. Dental dam. 
<laughs> yeah, for some hot action later. Indian runs off. Jake's able to compose himself enough to get the purse. He finds an ID. This is where he finally learns this lady is named Gloria Ravel. He starts picking up the purse and all of its contents. Gloria finds Jake in the tunnel. He's like, oh, I'm just a little bit out of breath. And Gloria helps him to the exit. A little bit. <laughs> Gloria's like, hey, why are you following me? Did my husband hire you? Jake says no and kisses Gloria passionately. <laughs> She's way into this. <laughs> We get a really sweet shot of the camera just spinning around these two. That score kicks in. Uh, this is, you know, another point in the movie where this feels exactly like a soap opera. Mm-hmm. You guys like this scene? It's Do you beautiful. like the spinning I, camera? I, I like the presentation of it. Yeah. I think it, it creates a cool... Like, I liked the projection shot early in the movie too because it creates like a, a dreamlike state you know it's very euphoric mm-hmm. you know um i mean i i mean tarantino obviously pulls that for like he loves that rear projection on cars and it works in pulp fiction when vincent's driving fucked up on heroin like it mm-hmm. gives it this uh, out of body sort of thing and you know, it's not just a lazy spin. Like he, he he goes around and the way it whips and comes back, like it composites back in to the actual, not like, you know, from the projection set to the actual location, I think looks great. So I'll give it that. Cause it's not just a kiss too. Like he gets, he does the full like behind Mac and on her neck. You know, he's got her he's, shirt unbuttoned. Yeah, a he's bit. almost to second base by the time she is like, I, no, I can't. Yep. Uh, Gloria does stop Jake. She says, I can't. This is wrong. I think she also says, not here. So <laughs> sounds like she's cool if they just get back to that condo up there, I think. So this would be her affair to the affair. Yeah. Okay. I guess once you've already dipped toe in the water, though, I mean, that's fair. We cut over to Jake back at uh, the chemosphere. He's practicing his phone call to Gloria. He's like, hey, it's me, Jake Scully, the guy who almost fucked you at the beach today. <laughs> no, that's not going to work. That's crazy. His improv skills are about as good as ours. <laughs> this guy really requires a tight script. I like that line. <laughs> you don't like that? It's shit. It's, pre- it's, it's good. Funny. It's, it's shit. good. It's funny, it's but funny. it's shit. His phone acting earlier, too, when he's creeping on her at the mall, I think he literally just says, yeah, okay. Like, it's the most basic. Yeah, all right. Sounds good. Thank you. Yeah. Goodbye. It- <laughs> All right, so he gets distracted by a car arriving at Gloria's house. Gloria and a cop both get out. Um, the cop seems to just, like, take a statement from her inside the house and then leaves. 
Jake's watching all this go down, but Sam calls. Sam's like, hey, how's our neighbor doing? It's about time for the big show, huh? Jake kind of looks up into the into Gloria's house. Uh, he can see that the lights are on inside her bedroom. We also see that the Indian is in there. Wouldn't He's you be? A... All right. Let's, if I lent you a porno DVD, right? Go with okay. me here. I lent it to you. And I said, that's, this, this that's exactly pretty... how I consume that material these days. Just go with me here, all right? If I lent it to you, and then I call you the next day, and I went, hey, how about that uh, that third scene? And you were like, yeah, it's pretty good. If I called you again the next day and said, hey, how about that scene? Wouldn't you start to get a little suspicious that like I'm up to something nefarious? Or I, I don't know. Like, does he take it that Sam's just hap- – this is the time that he's checking in and it's just – that's their key? Rela- like, you know, the the crux of it is it's, like, cute. Because at a certain point, I would just start to go, like, dude, you are really fucking – like, did you- am I house-sitting for you just to report that she still is, in fact, putting on the show? I think I'd be like, why does – a reminder. Okay. Why Bones like this scene so much? Right. Like, you'd start to, like – I gotta look deeper into this. Mm-hmm. This is just the scene that I'm not. This is just the scene where she calls the plumber, says that the pipes yeah. need fixing. <laughs> it's not even the action yet. All right, the Indian is inside. The I house. need my. I, this is a. I need my DVD back. By the way. <laughs> I sent it to Quran. I sent it back to Dave. <laughs> Shit. It's on the roof of the store, dude. <laughs> Underneath a pile of empty spray paint cans. Uh, the Indian also has a giant fucking electric drill with him. <laughs> yes. Second time. Mm-hmm. Five day rentals. He goes over to the wall safe and starts unloading the contents. Jake tries to call Gloria, but just as she picks up the phone, uh, the Indian grabs the phone cord and starts strangling her. Jake, it's like a weird scene where she's in a whole other room. Jake's like, I gotta warn her. And he just like drives her into the room where the Indian is. Yeah. Closer to death. And then as soon as she picks up the phone, he's like, he's right behind you. <laughs> he tried. I guess. Uh, but she does get, she she's getting strangled by this guy. Uh, let's see. Jake runs over. Uh, Jake leaves his house. He's running over to Gloria's. Um, Gloria is able to kind of like throw her head back and hit this guy. So they're both kind of knocked out like. Indians passed out. She's groggy from, you know, choking almost to death. Yeah, he hits his the back of his head on the drill, mm-hmm. which is laying on the bed. Gloria tries to call the police, um, but we see kind of like the drill bit getting pushed closer to her back. It kicks on. She jumps away from it. Jake gets over to the house, but it's all locked up. So... 
we can't pass the joggers. Mm-hmm. Smart move, though, on his part. Yeah, it's it's great. It's because he has witnesses to the whole thing, which is helpful. But the hand, like the hand on face that he does to both joggers to get their attention. Oh, it's is because fu- Francis asked about that too. But it's they both have headphones on, and he they can't hear him as he's like running up because he's do? like okay, yeah, he's like hey, stop, stop. And then when he finally catches up to them, uh, he like knocks both their headphones off. Oh, I wasn't even thinking that because since they were running in pairs, mm-hmm. you know, it just seems odd that they would be listening. I mean, okay. that Thank you. Thank you for telling me that because it was so strange the way he caresses their face. Yeah. Francis was like, why is he rubbing their faces? <laughs> I guess it'd be a good thing to maybe potentially get them to chase you. Like if you sort of assault them. Well, they didn't even want to go. They're like, hey, we're just trying to work out here. <laughs> if he had hey. like asked them the capital of Thailand, you know, get Bangkok. a little, yeah. And then just a little nut slap. It's got to be good motivation though. You've given them a purpose for running now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jake runs over. Let's see. He gets to the house. It's all locked up. He's able to break a window, but instantly gets attacked by Glory's giant fucking dog. Fuck yeah. That thing's going to town too, dude. It's mean some bitch. Biting the shit out of him. Doing its job. Mm -hmm. Upstairs, the worker guy, uh, he's got everything plugged back in. There was like a little scene to build some tension where he's kind of like pushing forward with a drill, but the cord isn't long enough, so it pops out. Uh, but he's got that all plugged back in. He's ready to go. It's like that one corner of your house that you can't get. <laughs> you know what I mean? Without moving the the plug to a different socket, which is very mm-hmm. frustrating. You can almost do the whole house. Um, upstairs. I'm sure that would get a Brewster's Millions. Like, You're talking about like house. a vacuum? Yeah. Bones... He doesn't vacuum his own house, dude. Yeah, I got I got a Roomba. Fucking Brewster's millions. I can't believe that you guys call her that when she comes over to <laughs> clean the house. <laughs> she this does it really disrespectful. She, she does it on her own. I don't have to talk to her. Roomba, more ice for my cocktail. I don't worry. Roomba will get it. Mm-hmm. Smashed a bunch of glass on the floor today. <laughs> Deal with that. The kitchen's one room away. Fuck it. Uh, the Indian is doing his thing, though. He drills right into Gloria. We see the drill come through the ceiling, and a bunch of blood is, like, shooting out of it. Looks great. Mm-hmm. Pretty sweet. Blood is raining down from the ceiling onto Jake. He's able to get upstairs. He sees the carnage, and the Indian has escaped. And guys, we should let our urine escape with a pee break. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, 
if you joined us for our pee break, probably still got your dick in your hand because these things are a lot shorter for you than they are for us. Nice. All right, in body double, <laughs> Gloria Ravel has just been murdered by the Indian with a giant drill. We cut over to Jake. He's giving a statement. Uh, the cop talks to Jake. He's like, hey, you're an actor, huh? You ever been in anything good? Eventually, this cop is kind of like, Jake, we got a problem. You're the only witness to this murder. Don't know what happened to the joggers, but so be it. Still trying to make their mile. Yeah. Their times got all yeah, fucked they up. they took that pre-workout. Too jittery to make a statement. Uh, he says, you're the only witness. Uh, you're a peeper and a pervert. He's not wrong. Now, this guy you saw, the Indian, did he take anything this afternoon? Jake's like, yeah, a credit card. Dental dam. No, Jake, not a credit card. A card key. <laughs> he used it to get into the house. Did Gloria say anything about it? Jake's like, no. Come on, Jake. She had to say something. As the cop's questioning Jake, he notices a pair of women's underwear sticking out of his pocket. He grabs them. Are these yours? No. Classic perv. <laughs> no, they're Gloria's. She threw them away and I picked them up. <laughs> Just like any normal person would. Don't litter. Cop wouldn't have seen it uh, if he still had that blanket over him. Like, Because when they cut to him outside, he's got the... The classic, I'm in shock, blanket mm -hmm. over him. If he would just would have kept that on. Rookie mistake, man. He's between houses now, so he's just trying to get a fucking free yeah. blanket is what he was trying to do. <laughs> yeah, he might be back on the streets tomorrow That's at this point. Sure. I mean. <laughs> so he might as well get a fucking warm blanket. Cop says, tell me about Alexander Ravel. Who? Gloria's husband. He's like, I don't know anything about that. Um, cop's like, do you think he had anything to do with it? Uh, the, oh, Jake asked that. The cop says, well, Gloria was a very rich woman. Cop says, all right, Jake, uh, you've got some witnesses who can confirm your side of things. Uh, we know it wasn't you, but I think you got Gloria killed. No, pic no pictures of the husband in the house? Like, Gloria's already taken down all of the photos and shit? Yeah, I guess she's she's done with okay. this guy. I mean, she's cheating on him, so. Yeah. She's probably done. It would have blown up the whole movie if the cop was like, this that guy, guy right, right yeah, here seen him? in the photo. <laughs> uh, but luckily, Gloria is jaded and she's moved on. <laughs> It's just like the the imprints of where pictures used to be because, mm -hmm. you know, back in the day, everybody smoked in their house. So the, the walls had that like nicotine, ashy, smoky. Well, Gloria definitely sounds like she smokes in the house. She's got like a real. Uh, it's like her voice doesn't match her I body. Can't, I can't recall the actress that she sounds like the 
uh, Laura Preppen's mom from that 70s show. She was the, the Bond girl in A View to a Kill, I think. Laura Preppen? Yeah, the Donna. Chick. Donna's mom. She just recently passed, I think. I'll look up her name. Uh, The cop says, if you hadn't been such a little pervert and had just called the cops, none of this would have happened. Jake goes home. He throws on... Tanya Roberts. R.I.P., baby. Mm-hmm. That's who she sounded like to me. Jake's back at his house, the chemosphere. After all this crazy shit's gone down, what else is he supposed to do but throw on porno ads, I guess? Spin around. Uh-huh. Late night TV? Yeah. He's spinning around in the special bed watching porn and drinking Jack Daniels. Could what be worse. He sees an ad for an adult film, uh, Holly Body's new new movie called Holly Does Hollywood. What adult entertainment tonight segment is this? Of like, you know, like it's like a it's a little old tan guy who's just got on like a tie, I think, <laughs> a microphone. He's kind of like leaning over a bed, like, tell us about your new yeah. movie. Is it hot? I don't know what it is, Bones, but I would watch it. If it, <laughs> if it came on late night, I'd throw that on. It's better than putting in a volume nine of your DVD yeah. set. You could call it upcoming attractions, and you just Ooh. yeah, you know, you know how to spell it. Mm-hmm. As Jake's watching this ad for Holly Does Hollywood, he sees the exact same dance that Gloria used to do. His mind is blown. Wait, Jake what? <laughs> and the tattoo, Jake. I don't think it showed the tattoo. Yeah, I don't think it shows Gloria having that. It does. I'm 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 pretty positive it does. <laughs> Cuz I looked for it on computer. Enhance. Computer enhance. Enhance. <laughs> Jake jumps out of bed. He runs down to the local video store. Tower Records. He's like, "Hey, I think it's crazy, though, that you want to do a lap around the store before you go up to the guy working and be like, do you have the porno I want? Time is a factor, my man. Yeah, man. Got it on Laserdisc, uh, DVD, Blu-ray, 4K. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whatever you want. Yeah, this guy is like, uh, I think Jake is like, do you have it on VHS? And he's like, VHS, half inch, three quarter, (laughs) whatever you want, my man. Jake gets home. He pops his bad boy in the VCR. Again, he sees Holly doing glorious dance. Cut over to Jake the next day on the phone. He calls the porno distribution company and asks to audition. 
There's a really funny part on this call where there's like another guy in the office. I'm not just a stunt cock. <laughs> yeah. I've worked with Holly a dozen times. Uh, we cut over to Jake auditioning. He just comes in. He reads a few lines with the producer. Which Isn't is a, there an easier way to do this? No. <laughs> you have to become a porn actor. He, he couldn't just track her down and follow her the same way he did Gloria. Like he couldn't just. Takes too much time. Some shit. How's he going to get a house across the street? I really like the read through with the producer because it's just <laughs> it also ends on the producer's line, which I think is really mm-hmm. funny. Like that's how they end their scene. He just really wanted to read the last bit where he's like, come over and show me how big your dick is. Uh, but Jake is auditioning. I guess it goes fine. The producer's are like, all right, take all your clothes off. I want to take some pictures now. Like, sure. And then, guys, we cut over to the Relax music video from Frankie Goes to Hollywood. <laughs> so and fucking it, weird. And it's it's on the most elaborate porno set that's ever mm-hmm. existed. All right, in this segment, our hero, Jake Scully, plays some nerd-ass loser who's at this party. He's led into a door marked sluts. Is Jake Scully the name of the guy from Avatar? Jake Scully? Couldn't tell you. Jake Scully, I, they had, I think. I think they had names like Nevi well, or something. Well, the, the, the Navi have different names, but don't they? Isn't... I'll look it up. Have you guys watched that movie since it was in theaters? Me neither. Are you going to go see two? We're going to do it as a two day, dude. What are you talking about? Oh, boy. Yeah, his name's Jake Sully. Well, Cameron probably came up with De Palma. Probably an homage to Body Double. Isn't Avatar kind of ripped for being a rip off of almost every other like white savior movie anyway mm-hmm. like body double yeah. <laughs> uh jake is kind of led into this room he finds holly body these two start their scene while they're in their scene making out jake has a flashback to making out with gloria Jake finishes uh, inside Holly. <laughs> so you can have sex if you're claustrophobic? I guess as long as you're not in a tunnel. <laughs> I mean, aren't you going into a tight space? <laughs> his penis doesn't have claustrophobic. Or his claustrophobic. It's just his uh, mind. Okay. I think he's kind of getting over it anyway. <laughs> like... I guess it's like claustrophobia, not claustrophobic. Claustrophobia, not claustrophobic. Claustrophobic, <laughs> like it's just like you know, it's it's intermittent enough 
as Jake finishes, some production assistant comes over and he's like, where's the cum shot? The director is like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's like, dude, is this your What do you this mean? Your first time directing a foreign? <laughs> yeah. You know what you're directing? Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut over to Jake, who walks into Holly's dressing room. He's dressed like a real scuzzball at this, this point. This might be the most jarring thing of the movie, man. God damn. He's <laughs> got like his hair slipped yeah. back. Shirts unbuttoned a little bit. The leather like jacket. Gold necklace and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's like, hey, let's go get a drink somewhere. First, Holly says no. But Jake says, hey, I'm putting this thing together. It's going to be a real picture. Not like this piece of shit we just yeah. shot. Uh, he's like, hey, I, I did all this to meet you. I want to work with you. Cut over to Jake and Holly at the bar. Holly is laying out her terms. I don't do animal acts. No S&M. No water sports. I will not shave my pussy. No fist fucking. No coming in my face. I get 2K per day and I don't work without a contract. Hey. Every woman's demand. There's still a lot she didn't list, so I... think he can work around that. Jake's kind of like, uh, I don't want to do anything like that anyway. I will not pretend I to really be stuck just... underneath a couch. <laughs> I will not try to sell I real was... estate. I am That's... not your stepsister. <laughs> it's weird. Those are my vows to my wife. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Jake's kind of like, hey, I really only want you for this one scene. It's just a lady who gets herself off. Holly says, hey, I've got this whole routine that I do. Jake says, I know. I've seen it before. As they're leaving the bar, Jake runs into some actress that he knows. Uh, this lady's like, hey, do you ha- do you know of any roles that might be right for me? Holly butts in and she's like, I know this role, um, if you're not too worried about taking one in the face <laughs> or something like that. Um, as they're leaving, this lady is like, hey, what's the movie about? And Holly's kind of like, that's good. We need more comedians in this industry. <laughs> Cut to Jake and Holly back at the chemosphere. He offers her a drink, uh, but she's like, I'll tell you what I want. Jake Scully straight up. Jake comes clean. I'm not really a producer, not making a movie. Um, I saw you in the house the other night. Holly's confused. Jake's like, come on, that was you in the house across the street, right? Holly asks, why are you interested? Jake's like, who set this up? Who paid you? Holly says she didn't get a name. She was hired to go to the house, do her thing for two nights. Uh, She was provided a a card key and a wig. Just then, Sam calls. Jake's like, hey, here's what I want you to do. Just listen. Is there only one card key? I was going to say, is this like an 80s thing? It was cool to have a card key to your house? Well, my question is, so husband gives Holly a card key. 
so she can go in and do mm-hmm. this ruse. And is Gloria, like, how does he know Gloria is not home those two nights? But then he's got yeah, to steal know. a card I mean, key later? I think there's more than one card key. Like, you have more than one key to your house right now. Nope. You and your wife share yep. one? And it just hangs right next to the front door. Okay. I think probably, like, he's got one, Gloria has one. He's probably got two or three duplicates okay. laying around. Um, but Jake's like, just listen to this guy's voice. Tell me if it's who hired you. Uh, Holly takes a listen. She's like, yeah, that's totally the guy. Um, Jake's like, okay, this guy, Sam, he hired you, so I would witness the murder. He wanted Gloria to die. He knew I'd be watching. Jake explains everything out to Holly. He shows her the telescope. um, But we also see someone from Gloria's house watching through a pair of binoculars. Holly's pissed off. She leaves. Jake calls the cops. He says, hey, I was set up, man. He knows who killed Gloria. It was Sam. Sam is Alexander Ravel. He hired the Indian to steal the purse and open the blinds so I'd see the murder. The cop's kind of like, yeah, dude, I I was trying to play the husband angle the whole time, but your eyewitness testimony is what's standing in the way of that. Mm-hmm. On the street below, Holly's trying to wave down a car, um, but witnesses an accident. <laughs> Which just happens off screen. Uh, Dan just stepped away for a moment, but it reminded me of a time. uh, I think it was Dan. I think maybe Danny Duck was with us too, but we were leaving my house. I think we were going to the movies or to go get something to eat. And we were standing out in front of my house. And in the distance, we heard like a crash. And we were like consciously like, what the fuck was that? And I was riding with Dan. We get at like a half mile down the road and Dan just jerks and pulls over. And I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, look at that. And there was a car like off of like a ravine into the woods. Yeah. And Dan and I crawled down there and like pulled this woman out of the car and got her up to the street. And then. She was like still in shock and started to scream about her kid. And we were like, shit, is there still a kid back there? So Dan and I ran back down to the car. By this point, I think, yeah, Danny was behind us. He stopped, was like helping the lady. And then she was like, no, I don't have my kid. I don't have my kid. So because we were freaking out like, shit, did the kid get ejected out of the car? Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, it, I hadn't thought about that in fucking years until this part where Holly inadvertently causes because are these guys like street racing yeah it seems like they're uh yeah like they're racing one another and they come around like a curve real Mm -hmm. fast and she's like kind of there in the middle of the road so i think it's kind of like yeah that one of them swerves to avoid her probably hits the other Mm -hmm. car yeah it was fucking wild I wonder if we were late to that movie. 
was it just the lady, her car? Like it wasn't a two car. It was just her. Yeah. Fell asleep or some shit. I mean, it was like, this was a particular, you know, the house I'm talking about, like it's kind of a windy Mm -hmm. road. So I, I I don't know what, I mean, she must've been going pretty fucking fast and just, and just, but Dan and I were talking and it just so happened because like, I'm looking over at him and he looked over at me to kind of acknowledge like the conversation. And in that he saw, but because otherwise, if Dan wouldn't have seen her, we would have just fucking driven right by. Right. But <laughs> fucking crazy. Too bad Dan's not here to back I mean, me up. It's a made up story. <laughs> Uh, Jake heads over to the police station, but he's stopped by the accident. Oh, he's back now. A few. I, I don't want to be a liar. Hey, Dan. Yeah. You remember that time we were leaving my house? I think it was you, me, Danny Duck. Steve might also have been there. We were going to the movies or something. We're standing out in the cars or in the driveway, kind of figuring out who's riding with who. And we heard a crash in the distance. And we were like, what the fuck was yeah. that? And then we got like a mile down the road and you saw that lady, she had like careened off that ravine and we had to go dig, dig her out of her car and shit. And she was like freaking out about her kid. Yeah, she didn't. I don't think no, she had a yeah. kid there. You don't think? Yeah. Bone said she definitely didn't. I think Danny went down and looked. Didn't mm, see anything. That's not what Bone said. I think you and I went back down. And Danny stayed with her, I thought. I know. Yeah, because we called the fire yeah. department and all that shit. Yeah. I thought we'll about get that a, the other We'll day, get actually. a text from Danny that actually explains, because he'll say, no, you guys were with her, and I went down there. He, like, he'll correct us, but my memory. Did you guys both think about that from watching this scene in the movie where this car accident happens? It's what sparked my memory of it. Were you driving down that road or something, Dan? I was driving through there a few weeks ago. I was like, oh, this is where that chick fucking came up out of there out of nowhere. Jake's heading to the police station, but he stopped by an accident or by the accident that just happened. Uh, A few cars ahead. Jake can see the Indian's Bronco, uh, and he sees that Holly is the passenger. He then sees the Indian grab like a tire iron and just bash this lady right in the head. Uh, Jake's talking to a cop at this point. He's like, look, right up there, like, that guy is killing that woman. And this classic cop of like, all right, guy, like, you're causing a lot of trouble for me right now. Like those cops in Barbarian. Mm-hmm. This guy's uh, one of the good ones, yeah. huh, oh, guys? <laughs> On foot, Sam decides to follow the Bronco into a ravine. Is that what you guys would call this? I guess it's like one of the LA's aqueducts or something, but it, it's some way to supply the city with water. It's kind of like... Yeah. This weird step down yeah, thing. Yeah, it's almost like it it slows it in a way, mm-hmm. but 
I mean, it looks cool. It's visually striking with like the cubed tiers and stuff, but. Yeah, I just, I wrote ravine in my notes and I was like, I don't know if that's what a ravine is. <laughs> How would you guys define ravine? Well, a ravine needs a, a, a pickup truck that had just been wrecked by a, a woman in it. That's a reference what? to the story I just told. Oh, okay. Was there a was there a bunch of water flowing through where you got her out of? She pissed the shit out of herself, so there was a ton of water. So she did water sports. <laughs> yeah, she feels she's fine. She's fine. She was driving recklessly. She probably was. She was driving, filming a piss video for someone. <laughs> Wait, really? You want me to pee on Donald Trump? Down in the aqueduct, uh, <laughs> the Indian is digging a shallow grave. Holly's on the ground next to him. She's knocked out, but she's starting to wake up. Jake is watching from a distance. He sneaks forward. The Indian is done digging. He drags Holly into the grave. Cron. Uh, a ravine yeah. is a <clears throat> deep, narrow gorge with steep sides. So, uh, so this yeah, is a ravine. I think you're fine. It's just a man-made ravine. Yeah. You're good. Now, right? now what Hold you on. described as a ravine, would you say that's still a ravine? Um... No, I'd no. Say it's, more, it's more of a wooded decline. Bluff, a ditch. Not quite a ditch. Bluff. It's bigger than. I a would ditch. say it's more bluffy than ravini, but uh, not. You're not gonna die if you fall off of it. Uh, oh, clearly, I've already heard the story. Well, there's a lot of trees that are gonna stop. It's yeah. just a. Uh, it. it it's an extended it's like a ditch. Big mountainside almost. I mean it's yeah. It's, it's up there. Yeah. We'll take you the next time you're in town. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> we'll give you the whole Thank experience. You for me. We'll make you shoot the, the yeah. piss video. Okay. Jake sneaks forward. He's right behind the Indians Bronco. Uh suddenly the dog starts freaking out again. Uh, Jake kind of, well, the Indian pops up. He's aware the dog is barking. Jake runs up to the grave. Uh, How do he get the dog? He's kind. No, the, the dog was his. Yeah, the whole I, time. I understand that. I understand that. But he's not at home when the murder happens. But the dog is. Right. You talking about the Indian? He's in the house. He brought the it's dog. It's the in. Indian's dog. So he, the dog wasn't just like he didn't leave the dog when he separated from his wife. The dog's not at the house. He brings the dog to the murder. Oh, you're ch- I okay. Because so. I was taking it as like the it was just like the dog of the house. 
No, it was the Indian so dog. Oh, so the dog was defending the murderer. The Indian. Oh, okay. I was. Mm-hmm. I took it as it was like her dog. But okay. So even still, I mean, it could have been. I guess if it's probably. I mean, the cat is not you, just yeah. my cat. So right, but when the cops get there and he's like, a "Fucking dog attacked me and shit," and they were and they would go, well, "What dog?" Because the Indian would have taken the dog with him. That's how I took it. It was the Indian's dog the yeah. whole time. All right, so there might be one minor. Are there plot two dogs? Is there? <laughs> yeah, it's like a uh, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. They. One dog could only work an hour at a time. Whoa, dude. (laughs) Jake walks up to the grave. He's like, Holly, are you okay? But suddenly the Indian pops out of the grave. He attacks Jake. Jake rips the Indian's face off. It's Sam underneath a bunch of makeup. Wait, what? What? Sam's the Indian, guys. (laughs) How about that for a twist, huh? Spoiler alerts for Body I, Double. I, I kind of knew it. I, I knew it the whole time. That. It was pretty obvious it was Sam in that first interaction when he was stealing from the safe. You could Did tell. You he left the tell. house and you could see the scarf that he was yeah. wearing. Yeah. But just like, but just that act, that actor has very particular physicality. And then, especially when he was running on the beach, you could kind of tell it was him. But it's good. That's I, just because they both I have no got, problem with that. They just both ran like men in their mid-30s. <laughs> now, De Palma made a run. That like was their 30th take. 18-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam starts to choke Jake. Sam crawls out of the grave. He starts yelling down. Hey, man, I gave you a good part, and you played it to a T. But now you're fucking it up. Sam starts throwing a bunch of dirt into the grave. Jake is again gripped with fear. Sam's kind of up there mocking him. He's like, come on, action. (laughs) Do something. We briefly cut over to Jake. He's laying back in the tomb from the beginning of the movie. Jake's right back where he started. He's on the set of that film, gripped with fear. They pull him out of the coffin. No, the name of the movie was Vampire's Kiss, not gripped with fear. Yeah, Vampire's Kiss. (laughs) Vampire's Kiss 2, gripped with fear. That's a good title. Wouldn't be a very good porn title. Speak for yourself. Jake says, wait a minute. I can do the scene. I'm ready to go. If I don't get this shot, you're going to fire me, right? Jake runs over. He jumps back into that grave. He's ready to act his fucking heart out. But we finally cut back to Jake. He's back in that grave with Hollybody. Sam's throwing dirt down. Jake reaches up. He grabs the shovel. He pulls himself up. Uh, Sam comments, come on, Jake. This is a little dramatic. Wouldn't you? Sam should let let go of the shovel. 
Yeah. Pretty easy way out. Yeah. That's why if you're ever uh, traveling, you should always wear two shovels. Mm-hmm. That's you four days of shovels because you turn them inside out. <laughs> Sam's dog uh, is able to punch through the glass on this vehicle. <laughs> Pretty fucking sick looking, dude. It's a badass dog. Looks like a black flag cover. This dog is charging at the two men. Jake, at the last moment, ducks. The dog slams into Sam, and they both go into the aqueduct. Falling into that uh, Mm. ravine would fucking hurt with those Mm -hmm. steps, man. That hurt. It might even kill you. It probably killed him. (laughs) Jake pops up out of the grave. He's followed by Holly. She's kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Jake starts to explain, but she's all like, I know what this is. You want to fuck a corpse, don't you? You're sick. She falls back into the grave. Jake's like, I know this is unbelievable. I know it seems crazy, but come on, take my hand. Holly's like, no, don't fucking touch me. Or off to never, never land. Good one. <laughs> 360 crown. Mm-hmm. Jake says, What are you just going to stay in this grave? Are we allowed to call your it a 360 if it's a pre record conversation? It happened. Crown made a good joke. Mm-hmm. All okay. out. Sustained. <laughs> I just want consistency. That's all. We cut over to one last scene. Jake is back on uh, Vampire's Kiss. There's a woman showering. Jake, as the vampire, goes to bite her neck. We hear, cut, cut. Okay, Jake, don't move your head. Don't move your hands. Uh, We see the main actress. She kind of like slithers out of the shot. And a body double comes in for the close-up. We see Holly watching on set as well. And as the credits start to roll, we get one last leering shot of Jake the Vampire bites this lady and just uh, her breasts fill up the screen and blood runs across them. Roll those credits. The end. Guys, that was Body Double from 1984, directed by Brian De Palma. Dan? No need to dilly-dally here. Hit us with those deets. Um, upon, further, upon further research, gentlemen, for Body Double, a budget of $10 million had a box, us, box office of $8.8 8 Released October 26, so 1984. <laughs> um, the chemosphere... Is a real building, as Karan said, located just off of Mulholland Drive there in beautiful Los Angeles. I'm David uh, Lynch, Mulholland Drive. <laughs> is, that, is that what he sounds like? Stuff doesn't have to mean anything. Movies are made up, goofy shit. Art is art. Uh... Brian De Palma got the idea for Body Double working with Angie Dickinson. Here's my new song. 
she was an actual body double in the 1980 film Dressed to Kill of his as well. Uh, this has been mentioned multiple times that this is Patrick Bateman's favorite movie from American Psycho. Uh, Linda, Linda Hamilton turned down the role of Holly Body for preparation of The H. Terminator. The Terminator, 1984. Jamie Lee Curtis, Carrie Fisher, and Brooke Shields all turned down the role as well, which was dumb on their end because Melanie Griffith did get nominated for a Golden Globe and an Oscar for this role. This was the first of three a three-picture deal with Columbia for De Palma after the great success of Scarface from 1983. Studio then canceled the other two because of the poor performance from Body Double. Cowards. Uh, there's a lot of other shit on there if you go in and look, but it's a lot of uh, this actor was con- or considered and this guy was considered and stuff like that. So that's about it. Crunch, should I, well, should I let in this other person that's trying to get into the chat right now? Who? I guess so. I mean, it, I it just says not. you dirty dog fucks. So I don't know if that's our username or or what, but yeah, let me. Hey, I, get him in okay. here. Okay, I mean, it's right at the end. It's your your lead, so I just wanted to make sure. Mm-hmm. All right, let me click this and let him in. Okay, it's they're not even there. <laughs> Spinning, it's loading. Yeah. Are they on dial-up, I guess? I don't know what this... I don't know. It takes a minute for the connection to go from... Yeah. I really need to... France to Europe. I need to make these private Zoom chats. Is this Fairhoven again? No. (laughs) What director would we have on for Body Double, Dan? Oh, Kim Hinkle. Wait, Who's it's my fault. Us? It's my fault. I didn't hit the button. Here we go. Let me unmute. Who is it? It's you. You jumped in us. You jumped in our call. Why is he always on the phone with someone else? It's not even on the phone. He's always asking who it is. Oh, he died like. And his phone is on the wall. That's just so weird to see. Holy mackerel. Anyway, five day rentals, you fucking dirtbag losers. What are you. Hey. You trying to get back in my good graces here? Were they trying to get you on the phone with the Raging Cajun right then? No, they were trying to get me on the phone with some guy that died two years ago. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to. I think that was the Raging Cajun. Mm -hmm. It's still alive? I don't believe that shit. He was cloned, though. He's yeah. got a body double, in a way. I sent his kid a graduation gift, didn't I? Anyway. Holy mackerel, body double. You guys finally did something good. Sure. Yeah. We, what were the scores? I got your back, BDP. I, I try to make these uh, Phyllis we haven't watch it. Did it. Is it in the top ten? We haven't scored it yet. 
I, you've been you've been Don't buzzing the Zoom for the last 15 minutes. I was like, let's get this done before we get into reviews and scores and stuff. So you know how busy I am with phone calls and writing and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got any questions? Cry, bearded Cron, uh, mustache boy, what do you got? Bearded so, Cron. Am I bearded Cron? <laughs> If I have I the think beard, beard. I, you guys, I think he's you guys all think look the same. Does he think we're all cron? Mm-hmm. You guys all look the same. To me. There's did a lot of crons Quentin, out there. So, did Quentin Tarantino hate this one too? I don't think so. I, I know he loves Dress to Kill. So, yeah, and I could. Yeah, I, I directed. That is one. it Body Heat that he that he dislikes? I'm so confused after the last time you you came in and you confused me on which one you actually directed. So. I did body double. Yeah. yeah, I think Tarantino hates body heat, apparently. Yeah. Well, newsflash, I hate uh, death proof. <laughs> oh, shit, singing them back. Yeah. Auf Wiedersehen. Anyway, uh, well, I don't. I was expecting to come in here and my movie be in the top 10 and you guys praise me and say, oh, what a flick. It's not just rear window, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's rear window and vertigo mixed together. Hey, shut up. Okay. All right. Take some balls. So you you make this hot off the success of Scarface. Scarface, Which yeah. is, uh, sorry, sorry for my pronoun pronunciation there Skyface. you now with that movie you notoriously had some back and forth with the mpaa concerning the vi- the violence in that movie always yeah. always with those fucks. so is this movie sort of a like a fuck you reaction to them because this just while i feel like the the violence is pretty subdued in comparison to other stuff man you you just went to pretty to horny you know like did yeah, you know, I'm just living up to my perv, uh, you know, everybody tells me I'm a perv, but, you know, I don't think I'm a perv. I think it's just, uh, you know, if you if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life, so. <laughs> That's true, Cron. That's true. He's just putting, what, think- he, putting what he likes up there on the, on the big black screen, you know? You know. When he gets a compliment, he, he acknowledges you as Cron. The mm-hmm. violence in Scarface, yes, it was there. So I really wanted to put more of a... Titties? You know, well, you're always going to have that. If you don't have titties, you don't have a movie. That's, it's, you know, it's in my book. Mm-hmm. Chapter um, one. I wanted to put more... That's uh, all of chapter one. It's In the language. Let's see what the MPA would fucking do. So, you know. They still passed it, dumbasses. You didn't have to trim anything out of this? <laughs> you didn't have to shave any uh, pussies out of this? Uh, no, not nobody a, shaved. Not a hair. That's a rule. Don't don't shave okay. it. Okay. It's 84, you know, people still love the bush. Uh, well, I don't think he was in office until 88. Well, 84 he was EP, about, right? Probably. I don't know. I was high. Anyway, um, what were you doing? What am yeah, I doing? What, you, what were you I'm doing? Writing. What drug? I'm, what was your drug of choice? 
Oh, I love the blow. All right. So we're blowout. Okay, it's 84. So where blowout comes from? No, it's about a tire blowing out, Cron. Did you not watch the fucking movie? Oh, I've seen it. The classic. Get the Criterion. I get 11.93 on each one that's sold. Yeah, but you were up at like 3.30 a.m. being like, all right, blowout. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's about... It's got John Travolta in it. So there's this cocaine, and there's a tire, and... (laughs) No, it's... Obviously, you haven't... Obviously not. There's sound everywhere. Bing, bang, boom, boom, boom. (laughs) Anyway, mustache guy, he's my favorite one of you uh, you three idiots. Oh, I think he's everybody's favorite. He's he's found this great niche of Uh, just being able to fucking snipe and... You know, it's fine. People love a people love a guy with yeah. a huge. Yeah, unit. nobody gives what nobody gives credit to the actual edit of the thing, which which enhances everyone's yeah. personalities and 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 snipes and stuff. That's 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 fine. You can you can like Cron. It's it's because I yeah, I'll tell you what I don't know if I like you, quite honestly. Me? Yeah. Well, because you you usually come of of any of our guests, you're usually the most. Famous, thank you. I don't know. We did have Alec Baldwin on in a in an unreleased anyway. clip. He's pretty goddamn famous. He's pretty hot right now. Um, but you say uh, that I don't know. I I I just can't get a beat on you, man. I can't tell if you're bad or if you're purposely doing bad and you do bad well. Or you know, or like. Are you talking about my work or my personality? Uh, both. Because if you did good work and your personality was shit, I'd give you a little bit of a pass. But like you're, I'm indifferent on your work and you're an asshole. So it's, you know. Are you guys going to replace this one? Me? Eventually. No, nah, I'm the, la- I'm I'm the last one to go. Cron. Mm-hmm. This will just turn okay. into bones. I'm the only one who, It'll who be doesn't like, have anything else. It's going to be like that scene in Wet Hot American Summer where that kid's been uh, recording for, you know, mm-hmm. three months. And then you see that all the audio equipment isn't plugged into anything. You got to have all your audio equipment plugged in. That's chapter two. Yep. Mm-hmm. And really the premise for Blowout. So, <laughs> yeah, you need to rewatch that apparently. Um. Anyway. Thanks, guys. Once again, Five Day Reynolds is the number one Brian De Palma podcast out there, I guess. And see, I now you, you wow. know, if that's helping us. Now I'm head, confused again because I call you an asshole. It's, and and when you leave, me, you're you're pleasant you again. I can't I can't figure you out, man. It's weird. I, I, Put it on a billboard uh, surrounded by lights. The number one Brian De Palma podcast. It's not helping me out. I'm not getting paid for this at all. Your appearances don't help us out at all. So it's a two-way street of- It's showing. It's showing. So we'll see. Maybe maybe Kron will bring another De Palma. Yeah, maybe. Probably. Maybe we'll finally crack the top of the Saudi Arabia charts for some reason. I. Hey, don't talk too much shit about yeah, those guys. Number, number 23 or some shit. Like, what? They did 9-11. They know what they're doing. Oh, well. oh shit. <laughs> anyway, I got to go. Uh, 
the raging right. Cajuns not going to wait if on they hold did all day. 9-11 they know what they're doing over there <laughs> yeah they got away with it um, like I said anyway I gotta go <laughs> yeah it's lovely lovely thank you guys mm-hmm. for all the praise uh, I'm not a pervert I, I gotta go thanks Bye. BP love you kisses later Sorry about that, Dan. I didn't realize letting him in would would boot you out. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with this. The internet I got over here. Guys, I think it's time to play Saudi Arabia's favorite game. <laughs> Let's write my letterbox. Oh, I thought you were going to say Flight Simulator. <laughs> rate my box. Rate all right, gentlemen, I'm going to jump in here. Uh, at the time of our review for Body Double from 1984, directed by none other than Brian De Palma, the Letterbox user rating is sitting at a 3.7. Um, Cron Howard, I'm going to start with you. I'm going, you know what, I'm going to go 4.0 for you there. Bones, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with three point five for you. I'm gonna give you both a three point five. I'm gonna give Dan a three point five. Bones a three point oh. All right, guys. Body double, Brian De Palma. Um, when you kind of step back and you look at this film and everything that's going on, it's kind of boring. It's pretty boring. You got a chase of a mall. But goddamn, Brian De Palma just, he makes it so interesting with the score. The shots that he comes up with. Yeah, he's regurgitating some Hitchcock, of course, through this whole thing. But, of course, you go into that knowing it's a De Palma movie. Duh. Um, Got some great acting here. And it just... I don't know. It just feels so De Palma. This is a, this is a 3.5 for me, yeah. It's up there. I had a good time. Silly shit and just done well. He knows what he's doing. I, I don't like this movie. Um, but goddamn, I got to respect it. Uh, it's, it's fucking bonkers. I, I said it to BDP. I don't, I don't get him. I fucking seem to love his more mainstream stuff. I I I I think he works better, or it, it, at least I appreciate more when he's like in a box. I guess I think like Raising Cain or this, where he just is doing whatever he wants. It just doesn't mesh to me, but I gotta respect it. 
I got to respect that you're able to just milk so much out of a mall chase scene and just the tension of some landscapers blocking a road creates tension. Uh, the way you decide to shoot a, a hot dog stand is interesting. It's, it's, it's fucking bonkers, but again, it's, it, I got to respect it. I had such a miserable time trying to watch this again, just really trying to key in like, all right, I know the twist. I know where it's going. And maybe I would get some enjoyment after a rewatch and see the layers and everything. And aside from seeing the tattoo on the ass on the second review, I didn't, I, nothing clicked for me, but I want to, I want to respect it. So I'm going to go with 3.0, um, which I think is higher than my raising cane rating. Um, yeah, and again, I I don't know if he's doing bad on purpose, like if he's trying to go for the soap operaness, especially in the I'm really going long here, sorry. In the the drill sequence, it's just so slowed down and it's like let's trade realism for surrealism which somehow makes the tension work, but you can't wipe the sheen of the soap opera feel if that makes any sense. So I 3.0, 3.0. Uh Bones, I think asking if a if a Brian De Palma movie is bad or bad on purpose or good, <laughs> it's really the ultimate question. For every Brian De Palma movie, um, I think at a lot of points you ask, is the joke on me, the audience, or is the joke on you, Brian De Palma, or is there a joke here? I mean, I, I think that's really what it comes down to. It is, he is a confounding director. Like, you don't know if the soap opera stuff is on purpose, you don't know if that was the tone that was really wanted or if he approaches that from like, no, I'm being sincere here. Like this is real emotion to me. Um, I don't know. I, th I think the guy is super interesting. Um, I think this movie is De Palma at his most petty. And I mean that in a good way. Like, I think he did have some success from Dress to Kill and Scarface. Um, but he also had a lot of critics at this point in his life. People saying, like, you just rip off Hitchcock. There's too much sex. There's too much violence. And I do think this movie is just him giving a middle finger to everyone. Being like, fuck you. If it's too much Hitchcock, well, here's Rear Window plus Vertigo. How do you like that? Um and I do think it is just him kind of being like, you think that there's too much like sexual violence stuff. I'm literally going to end the movie on tits and blood running across them. I mean, I think it was like pretty intentional, everything that he's doing. I mean, if you don't like it, you don't like it. But um, I don't know. It is kind of always the question of what is the feeling? Does he know 
like, does he feel the same way I feel or is he being sincere? Um, but I don't know, man. It's just like every layer that you peel back on Brian De Palma, it gets more confusing rather than more clear. Um, and I just, I love that about him. Um, I did enjoy this rewatch quite a bit. Uh, I will say I had seen this movie a few times, but I think after this rewatch, this is probably my favorite score on any De Palma movie. I love what Pino Donaggio is doing. Um, yeah, this one moved up for me a little bit. I'm going 4.0 on this bad boy. Collating, calculating. All right, guys. Uh, Body Double would have an average score from the three of us of a 3.5. Taking into account the letterboxed average of 3.7, which were below somehow. Thank you, Bones. Sorry. Uh, this would end up at number 17 on the big list. This would be right below Eve of Destruction at 16 and right above Old Henry at 18. Did you guys ever watch the episode of Community where uh, a few of them... Bones. Sorry. Wait, before before we do that, give me the scores oh, okay. for read my letterbox. Cron, <laughs> uh, I believe you gave me a 3.0, right? That was your guess for me? Yeah. Okay. Just confirming that. My handwriting fucked me there. So you got a 2.0. You got myself and Dan correct. And then Dan and I both got a 1.5. All right, guys. Uh, Bones and I are tied at 13 points apiece. Dan, 11.5. Bones, you were saying, have we seen that episode of Community? Sorry. Uh, Episode of Community where a few of them, including Abed, take a uh, uh, class called Nicolas Cage, good or bad? I don't remember if I have. The, the whole premise of the class is like you, they're assigned to watch a few Nicolas Cage movies and then just discuss whether or not he's good or bad. And he tells them to watch like your your homework is to watch five Nicolas Cage movies, space them out. Don't drive yourself crazy. Abed ends up watching like the entirety of his filmography and comes in with a giant like f- trapper keeper full of notes and shit. But before he does that, like several of the people in the class raise their hands and they say, like, I don't know if I was in 70 movies and spoke at different volumes and different accents, I might accidentally win an Oscar. Like it's he and we we brought up Nicolas Cage as a joke earlier, but like the Palma seems to be like the Nicolas Cage of directors. Like I can't I can't nail him down. Like when he's great. Hell yeah, I can see it. He's never like bad. So it so, sounds like you need to watch Snake Eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I have seen Snake Eyes. It's been a while. But I, I really, I mean, I do think with De Palma, I would say that the man certainly understands like filmmaking, like the actual craft of putting a camera somewhere and capturing a scene. Um, 
I'm back and forth on like if he understands human emotions, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think that's the biggest hang up of like, is that how people react to things? Is that like, who are you hanging out with that informs you that this is what human beings are like? Do you, do you think any of the filmmaking is by accident? Uh, no, I think I personally think he's like a really technically smart filmmaker. Like he does know how to like Dan said, take a basically a pretty boring plot and give you enough visual elements that hook you into the film. So I think the actual craft of filmmaking from him is like extremely intentional. Right. I just, I, the big thing I go back to is like the Raising Cane edit, right? Like he, the theatrical version is not what he intended it to be. He wanted that other, you know, where it yeah, starts but- <clears throat> a certain way and I, I yeah, but that was also like that's how he had storyboarded the movie at the time. So when he brought in in his editor, that guy, that's the guy who was like, "Dude, it doesn't make any sense." And De Palma was like, "Yeah, you're right. Like, let's cut this into a, you know." So I think he can look at the film and say, "No, it's not working. Like, let's let's cut it a different way." Right. Because his original cut has Lithgow, like, not killing anybody until later, right? Like, his original idea, they start in the clock store, right? And, like, her affair with the dude starts, and then it's later in the movie that the stuff with Lithgow is revealed. Whereas, like, this movie, it's 80 minutes before Holly is introduced into the whole thing. Like, I... And then even trying to read his hard case crime novel, like it was such a departure of like what those type of stories normally like are structured that Mm -hmm. and that could just be like my technical alien brain, like kind of clashing with his like where you said like his technicality is there, but his emotion is off. And mine is like, well, from an emotional story, this doesn't, this isn't how I would want it to track. And he's sort of comfortable yeah, flipping I, that. I don't know. I feel like there are a lot of directors, though, that you don't even think about that are probably saved by their editors to some extent, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So just the fact that his is like public record, I mean, I don't think it takes away from the enjoyment of Raising Cain. I will say on the second watch. Sorry, Dan, you haven't said anything in a while. Like, am I just. Okay. I'm listening. Am I I making sense what I'm saying? Like, is it is it valuable? I think you just need to watch more Brian De Palma. I feel like I've watched. I'm intrigued by him. I will keep watching them, I guess. I just. I know on the second watch, when he goes undercover as a porn star, I thought, this is the movie to me. Like, this would be a great middle chunk of the movie. 
Like if you sped up that the beginning of it a little bit and you played out like him having to infiltrate the porno thing, like that in a standard story structure would have been stretched out so much longer. But DePaulma just decides like, no, he's going to audition. He's going to fuck. And then immediately after the fuck, he's going to slick his hair back and he's in there. Like to me, the whole like act, like him being the Shakespearean wannabe actor and trying to go undercover as a porn guy and develop this character and do all of this stuff like that would be great. But he just somehow like, nah, I don't like that. Let's just smash that together. Instead, what could be a three minute chase scene in a mall is 15 minutes. It's, it's incredible on how confusing it makes me. And I like, so I'm here for it. I'm here for it, but I'll keep watching it. Maybe it'll click. Maybe it'll click. I, I honestly think that you and I approach his films from a very similar standpoint, but I just like that more than you do. So, but I think we have the same takeaways, honestly. I just know what I'm going into. Like, all right, it's the Palma. So I knew this was going to be wackadoodle. (laughs) It's fun. This is fun. Well, guys, I, good time. I think at this point we should just say a room split on De Palma. Uh, that was Body Double from 1984, directed by Brian De Palma. Whenever we come back from After Showers, Bones is going to let us know the next selection and never rub another man's rhubarb. But until then, there's only one thing left to say. That's Crash and Burn. Crash and burn. Crash and burn. Welcome back. Another interesting episode. Five Day Rentals. This De Palma guy, he confounds me. But I love that Kron loves it. And I love that that Dan just goes in knowing what he's going to get. And I'm happy for the both of you. Thanks. So, Kron, thank you for the category of never touch another man's rhubarb. Parentheses, erotic thrillers. When I was doing my research, you know, you can pretty much look up any any string of words in Letterboxd and get a, a, a nice, beautiful list there curated by its many users. Perverts. Yeah. <laughs> and for this category. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and one particular poster just kept catching my eye. And it was a a box cover that I would see all the time as a kid. And to connect the NYPD blue of it all, we had Dennis Franz in Body Double. 
This time we're gonna we're gonna hit up David Caruso. And we're also gonna hit up another prestige director. We're gonna go to 1995. We're watching William Friedkin's Jade. This is also a very quick turnaround for uh Linda Fiorentino, who was recently in uh the last seduction during our Paxton Pullman paradox. Uh, Kron, I see that you have watched Jade. So if you want to drop that. Uh, it's whatever. Okay. You can look at it. <laughs> Go but Dan, it, have you seen Jade? Is this, no, this is not the, I get confused with this one in Bound. I think I've seen Bound. I don't know. I don't think I've seen Jade. Maybe I I don't know. I'd have to It's been a while. It's going to be a I know it was rented. I know that. But I, you never watched it? I don't 95 was a long time ago, Cron. It's a great cover. It's uh, it's it's definitely it 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 oozes erotic thriller. Uh, this bad boy comes in at like 95 minutes. We will have to rent this bad boy. Unfortunately, not on Tubi or any other streaming services. If you want to talk about a confounding movie, <laughs> we're, we're about to step into one. All right. So Freakin's another one of those those guys that uh, is kind of a blind spot for me. You know, I love French Connection. Of course, we've covered Sorcerer on the show, which I fucking love. But uh, this is a little later in his career. He goes a little. I mean, De Palma's done the same thing, you know, kind of breaks off and does some some odd stuff later. So, yeah, they just kind of turn back into independent filmmakers at some point and <laughs> to varying success. Yeah. I mean. Well, hell yeah. I think we went on a long time in our review, so I'm like out of breath for this after showers. So, Plus also all the stuff we got into in the shower. True. I mean, whatever you guys were doing, I couldn't see. I'm still trying to get this fucking shoe polish off my eye. You dickhead. <laughs> I was remaking a, that piss video. <laughs> Hey, you're just practicing, right? Before we get you out on the road. Well, damn it. I wish somebody had said something. Now we got to drink another beer. That's fine. We got time. It's a Friday record for us, man. I got a few picked, so I wanted to see what you grabbed tonight. See where I'm going to steer this. There was there was one that as soon as Kron said it, I was like, oh, that's an excuse to get this guy back on but I thought maybe I'd go for I'd kind of weave there so we'll see if if my secret text message that I sent to you earlier in the week gets bit we'll see we'll see what are you are you sending pics yeah what (laughs) no nobody picked anything we speak in code. 
plus we were trying to get Metallica tickets. So I think that was the bulk of our concern at the time. Which we got. Hell yeah. Two nights. Two different set lists. I can't wait. Pantera. I might get there late. The second night. All right. All right. This has been Five Day Rentals. This has been the After Shower. Come back next week for Jade. Nobody listens to this part anyway. Because I usually tell people in the Discord what the next movie is. Speaking of the Discord, you can find us there. You can chat with us directly. We're pretty nice. Kron got a sweet skeleton oh, book yeah. today. Shit pays mm-hmm. off. Having podcast friends pays off. I don't have yeah. it yet. I'd tell you what's in there, but... You'll get it. Don't worry. I expect a reading from that book to open every show of season two. Get away from these Pressure. unbearable cold opens. The skull, or as some would call it, the brain's helmet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, for Laundry Dan, for Cron uh, Howard, I've been Bones. This is Five Day Reynolds. We'll see you next week. Cyber Christ lives. Go fuck an iceberg. Cyber Christ lives. <laughs>